Greetings. I'm sorry, things are all a bit hectic around here today. Would you mind helping me out, actually? Here, if you want something to do, you can stir this pot for me. It's been bubbling away for hours now, and it still hasn't reduced the right consistency, but if it's left unattended for too long, it will burn. That's it. Gently does it. Meanwhile, if you don't mind, I'm going to get started on a pot of tea. I haven't had a cup of tea all day, and I really do need one. Would you like a cup while I'm there? I will, of course, serve it up with a story. There's nothing like a nice story to listen to while you're stirring a foul-smelling pot full of potion over an open fire. Excellent. Give me a moment to get the water boiling, and then we'll begin our tale. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Goldilocks. Not her real name, but it was what she went by. Now, this girl was bad. Take the meanest person you know and times it by five, kind of bad. She skipped all her classes, she stole things. She sold on said things for an inordinate amount of money and then spent everything she'd earned on sweets. And not even nice sweets. I could excuse it, maybe, if she was buying something nice. But she was partial to aniseed balls, which are just, ugh, just ugh. I am a sweets expert, but those things are far too herby to be considered sweets, in my opinion. But I digress. One day, Goldilocks found herself waiting deep in the heart of a forest for a potential buyer of a pair of socks that she had acquired. She'd had to get up very early in order to reach the middle of the woods on time, and she'd been waiting for nearly an hour now. Goldilocks was not a patient person. She began to get restless and bored, and then the scent of something delicious reached her nose. Goldilocks hadn't eaten breakfast that morning, being in such a rush to leave the house. So she abandoned the socks on a fallen log, hurriedly scratched leave money here into the bark beside it with a penknife, and followed the smell. The smell turned out to be coming from a small cottage nestled in a little clearing with a big open window overlooking a kitchen. She knocked on the door. No one answered. So she climbed in through the window. It wasn't easy, and it certainly wasn't graceful, but she did it. Goldilocks found herself in a cosy little kitchen with three bowls of porridge set out on the side to cool. She went straight for the biggest one, grabbing the big spoon set beside it and taking a big mouthful. She immediately spat it out. Much too salty. Who even put salt in porridge? So she moved on to the next largest bowl. Disgusting. Far too sweet. She spat that back out too. This was a girl who thought aniseed balls were the absolute best sweets in the world, remember? She could not stand a bowl of porridge with a generous glob of honey stirred into it. Reluctantly, Goldilocks moved on to the third and smallest of the bowls. This one was filled with freshly picked raspberries. Not too sweet 
but also not too bitter. Just right. She looked around for somewhere to sit while she ate the rest of it all up. Wandering through to the living room, she found three chairs. And of course, she went straight for the biggest one. But it was so hard. It was like there was no stuffing in it at all. It hurt to sit on. So she moved on to the next biggest. But that was so soft, she felt like she was disappearing into the fabric and might possibly drown in it. So reluctantly, she moved on to the smallest chair, which was a little wooden rocking chair with a fluffy red cushion stitched into the seat. And it was just right. She sat in the chair and rocked and finished off the rest of the smallest bowl of porridge. The chair was so comfy, she considered having a nap in it. But it was not to be. The chair wasn't actually just right for her at all. It was designed for someone lighter than Goldilocks, and as she rocked, it came apart. Goldilocks stood up, rubbed her bruised bottom, and left the empty porridge bowl in amongst the wreckage of the rocking chair. She yawned. She definitely needed a nap, and she could do with the long one before she headed home. She went up a small flight of stairs to a bedroom containing three beds, and learning nothing from her past experiences of the day, she went straight for the biggest of them all. But like the chair, it was far too hard. She was pretty sure the mattress was actually full of rocks. It was absolutely awful. She moved on to the next biggest bed, but that was too soft. The mattress felt like it was slowly eating her alive. The last bed, however, was just right, even if her feet did stick out at the end. Goldilocks fell asleep and dreamed of owning an island somewhere. No one would bother her on her island, and she would eat nothing but pizza all day. She was awoken much too soon by loud crying. Standing around her bed were three bears. A very big bear, a slightly smaller bear, and a tiny little bear. The tiny little bear was the one that was crying. Excuse me, said the biggest bear, but what are you doing in my son's bed? He was much more polite than the slightly smaller bear, who just roared at Goldilocks so loudly her bones shook. Goldilocks looked at each of the bears in turn, and decided to make a run for it. You can say what you like about Goldilocks, but she knew how to pick her fights. She flung herself out of the bedroom window. This is not advised, by the way. And then she ran all the way home. It was a good few days before she decided to venture into any kind of forest again. Her arm had been broken in the fall out the window, and she needed somebody who actually knows what they're doing to fix it for her. I shouldn't be telling you any of this. She is a wanted criminal after all. But I do rather like to keep an eye on her. She's trouble for sure, with a capital T, but she has an excellent sense of humour, and she tips generously. Thank you for listening to The Gingerbread House. This week's episode was inspired by Goldilocks and the Three Bears, an old British story dating back to at least the 1830s. If you enjoyed listening, please consider rating us or leaving a review on your favourite podcast streaming app, or even telling a friend about our podcast. 
These are the best ways of letting us know that you'd like to hear more from us. You can also find us on Twitter at gingerbreadpod, all one word, and Instagram at the gingerbreadpod. Again, all one word. The Gingerbread House is written and produced by Daisy Plant, who also provides the voice of Melita, the witch. Again, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time, when we'll be learning all about a woman who cast 11 of her 12 stepchildren.